0: Hello, and welcome to Holly History, where we discuss what you want to hear, bringing you the story and answering your questions. No fake news, no alternative facts. Just history all the time. Okay, welcome to Holly History, where we discuss what you want to hear. Uh, Mr. Christman back again. Uh, we're going to be talking today about English uh, colonial foundations. On uh, our previous podcast, we talked about uh, countries like Spain and Portugal, France, Sweden, uh, the Netherlands. Uh, we talked very quickly at the end about uh, the English building their uh, colonial system. That's going to be the focus of uh, today's podcast. Uh, of course, England's colonies are later going to evolve to become um, the United States. That's going to take quite a while. Uh, so what we're going to do uh, today is we're going to kind of outline uh, England and its, its establishing colonies uh, and, and then we'll kind of move on from there. So uh, I had mentioned at the end of the last podcast that uh, England, you know, is, is kind of the, they're the Johnny-come-latelys to the game kind of, of creating colonies. Um, you know, you, you have Spain that is going to be establishing colonies as early as 1492. You have Portugal creating colonies in 1500. Uh, Sweden, you know, is going to be creating its colonies in the, the early 1600s along with France. Netherlands, you know, sixteen uh, hundreds. Um, you know, the English will will try uh, their very first attempt at a colony in uh, the New World in fifteen eighty five. It'll be off the the North Carolina coast at a place called Roanoke. Uh, the colony does not do well. They pack up, they head back. Um, they send back uh, some folks in a couple of years later in fifteen eighty seven. But the, the spot that they that they pick, uh, this place, Roanoke, on one of the barrier islands on the coast of North Carolina, um, yeah, it's, it's sandy soil. It's not good for farming. The colony is struggling. Uh, so they send uh, one of their leaders, John White, back for supplies to England in 1588. Um, White gets back to, uh, to England, and he's delayed there because England is is fighting a, a huge war with Spain, Uh, English ships are being um, basically hijacked by the English government to fight the Spanish uh, and the Spanish Navy. Uh, So John White is delayed. Uh, When White returns in 1590, uh, he finds that the colony has been abandoned. Uh, Everyone is missing. Uh, The only clues uh, that he finds is the word Croatoan, uh, C-R-O-A-T-O-A-N, carved on a tree uh, and the letters C-R-O carved on a door doorframe. Uh, there have been some, some uh, great archaeological studies done about this, some interesting books written about it. Um, you know, I, I've heard all sorts of uh, different theories as to what happened to the folks. You know, Was there a famine? Was there disease? Uh, were they uh, killed by Native Americans? Were they uh, driven off by Native Americans? Uh, there's really no evidence of any of that. Um, You know, there are folks who talk about things like alien abduction. Uh, I don't prescribe to that either. Uh, Certainly the the answer lies in that word Croatoan somewhere. Uh, Sometime after this colony disappears, uh, one of the Native American tribes in the area is named uh, the Croatoan, but they were not named that at the time. So this becomes, um, you know, one of the great mysteries uh, of history. Uh, we always like to think that we know exactly what happened, and, and that's not so in this case. Uh, if you're wondering what happened with John White uh, when he returned uh, you know, and found nobody there, uh, he and his crew uh, searched for a while, couldn't track down where uh, where the colonists were, so they returned to England. Uh, this really caused uh, a stir in England, uh, caused folks to, to really question whether they want to go uh, and create a colony in the New World, as you can well imagine, uh, it's not going to be until 20 years later uh, that the, the English government will be able to convince folks to try another colony. Uh, so 20 years later, the Virginia Company of London uh, is is established and the, the English government is going to help the company to pay for a new colony. Uh, this new colony is going to be made up of 104 colonists, mostly upper class uh, aristocracy. They arrive very late uh in 1607 uh they alive they arrive in may uh for any of you who are farmers you know that's uh that's a little late to be uh planting crops um if you overlap that with what we found uh through environmental studies and that was the area was going through a tremendous drought in the area Um, the spot that they chose was in the middle of a swamp not exactly the best place to establish a colony um, you have mosquitoes spreading all sorts of diseases in addition to the problems of agriculture. Um, you know, the only way the, the colony really survived was with the help of the local uh, Native American tribe, the Powhatans. Uh, by 1609, you know, about two years later, about 80% of the colonists who had originally arrived uh, had died. Uh, In 1612, uh, James Rolfe will introduce uh, a new crop to uh, the colony at Jamestown. Now, Jamestown is located on the east coast of present-day Virginia. Um, Tobacco is going to save the colony. Uh, Tobacco is a product that's rare in England. It can't be manufactured in England because it has too long of a growing season for the English environment. Uh, This becomes a major cash crop, and the colony of Jamestown begins a, a period of very... Steady growth, not only economically, uh, but in population as well. Now, uh, another successful English colony uh, will take place in 1620. Uh, with You have a group of about 100 colonists who call themselves separate, separatists. Um, they did not like the Church of England, which was run by the English king. Uh, they were seeking uh, religious freedom. They actually had set out originally for uh, Virginia, Um, They spent some time in the Netherlands looking for religious freedom, but what they found was that their kids were turning to the Dutch culture and speaking Dutch and taking up Dutch traditions. Uh, The English uh, did not uh, like that or appreciate it, so they decide to set out for Virginia and and land not too far, at least they hope, from uh, the successful colony at Jamestown. Unfortunately for them, they land uh, in December of 1620, uh, nowhere near uh, Virginia. They actually land outside of what is present day Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and that, that colony will become known as the Plymouth Plantation or the Plymouth Colony. Um, and the, the problem that they have is that the charter that they established uh, before they left had set out very specific rules uh, as to what they could or couldn't do. But now, and, and that was set up by a, a, a company. But now that they're in someplace different and the colony is established in someplace new, they, they need to really establish rules for themselves before they go ashore. So these separatists are aboard a, a ship called the Mayflower. Now, the Mayflower uh, should not be confused with the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. That was uh, Columbus's uh, ships. Okay. Um, we sometimes call separatist pilgrims um but they would have called themselves separatists they they write a mayflower compact now a compact is an agreement uh this is really significant because it's one of the first examples of self-government in the english colonies uh more than half the colonists though uh who arrive in december of 1620 will not survive to see the following spring Uh, again very similar to the colony of jamestown native americans uh did save them Uh, by the fall of 1621 Uh, They're actually harvesting a crop, and of course that's where we have the story about the first Thanksgiving, uh, giving thanks for a a bountiful harvest and inviting Native Americans uh, to enjoy that harvest because it's the Native Americans who successfully taught them how to uh, survive and farm in this new environment. Uh, The colony began to grow, uh, and England had its second successful colony in North America. And this is going to cause kind of a, a wave, uh, kind of a great migration, if you will, uh, of folks leaving England for various reasons, some for religious reasons, some for economic reasons, some to get away from the law. Uh, you're going to have about 20,000 colonists moving uh, to the New World in a relatively short period of time. Uh, and what's going to end up happening is these English colonies will end up kind of being divided into three regions, mostly because of climate. And, and that's how we kind of... Uh, divide them up today. Uh, so I, I just want to kind of go through quickly here, the, the three regions and kind of the differences between them. So we'll start off in the north, uh, the northern colonies, which are sometimes called the New England colonies. Um, we have a, a sports team and a football team called the New England Patriots. Um, and then they represent the region, okay? And that region of New England includes modern-day states uh, like Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. Uh, If you travel to these areas even today, what you're going to find is is it's not a great farming area. It's very cold. Um, The soil is kind of rocky. Uh, You can get away with subsistence farming, uh, farming enough for you and your family, but uh, growing cash crops is just not uh, really doable. But what they will do is they will live off the land. They will make a ton of money off of fishing. I'd like to point out off the coast uh, part of the coast of uh massachusetts even today is called cape cod uh, if you weren't aware cod is a type of fish uh, this fish would be uh, caught it would be um, distributed amongst colonists it would be sold in the colonies it would also be salted and then uh, as a preservative and sold back to england uh, another uh, natural resource that new england colonies would make money off of would be timber or cutting down trees uh, the British Navy that would become so powerful during this time period, uh, most of the trees would come from the, uh, the New England colonies. Uh, remember, England is uh, an island, you know, as a landform. It, it is limited in the amount of trees that it has. It's a rare commodity. Uh, so these colonies are going to provide a tremendous amount of trees. And that's important because the average uh, English naval ship requires 2,000 trees to make the average ship. Uh, which would be very difficult to do in England, but because uh, in the New World uh, we have all these natural resources, it's much, much easier. Moving down to the middle colonies, uh, and I know we think of ourselves as, uh, as northern, uh, but uh, New York was considered a middle colony along with New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Uh, combined these middle colonies were known as the breadbasket colonies Uh, again if you look around our our area uh, good soil and climate for growing things like corn and wheat Um, corn would be turned into cornmeal wheat would be ground into flour uh, and then that could be used to to feed others not only in the middle colonies but in other colonies in uh, in the New World for the for the English anyway uh, and and to the English themselves and rounding up, our, rounding out our three regions are the Southern colonies, uh, which includes colonies like Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. And again, the the climate uh, dictates, uh, you know, how they're going to be successful. Uh, all these states, even today, colonies back then have long growing seasons. Uh, they're going to be using, um, they're going to grow cash crops on large, large plantations. They're going to grow cash crops like sugar rice indigo uh and tobacco and of course um i I would be remiss if i didn't talk about the fact that you know in in all three regions you're gonna have uh slaves uh from west africa uh being utilized although the southern colonies are going to have uh, a large larger number uh, of slaves to work on those plantations Uh, The plantations are thousands of acres in size. It's hard for us to imagine uh, a a farm that big, Um, but they're absolutely massive. Uh, And it's the only way that those cash crops can be produced. Now, I would like to point out states, I'm sorry, colonies like New York uh, did have slaves. Colonies like Massachusetts did. It's just the numbers were not quite as significant um, as the southern colonies. Uh, doesn't make the system of slavery any better doesn't make it any less brutal um It just means that the numbers are lower now the English colonists do start a tradition of self government uh We had talked about that mayflower compact um but part of this is necessity uh you know the English king is three thousand miles away, so is parliament uh the 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 lawmaking body for the English and the English colonies. And it becomes necessary for the colonists to be able to make quick decisions for themselves. So, in addition to the to the Mayflower Compact signed by the separatists in 1620, uh, you have some colonies like Virginia that are going to create what's known as a House of Burgesses. A burgess is a another name for a representative to make local decisions for the for the colony of Virginia. Um, You do have towns that will create town meetings. Uh, You'll have mayors. You'll have town councils so that they can make Decisions, again, very quick uh, decisions that need to be made uh, and immediate decisions that need to be made um, to to help them out. Um, Maryland does pass a Toleration Act in 1649. Uh, historic because it's the it's the first law really to promise freedom of religion in the English colonies, uh, although it is interesting. It is freedom of religion as long as that religion was Christian in some form. Um but it is significant because it it does create that idea uh, that folks who are um, of a, of a certain faith do have that ability to practice uh, their religion. Uh, the colonies, no matter what region you're you're talking about, uh, are very part of a very complex trading system that includes England, um, the colonies in North America, and the west coast of Africa. Uh, The colonies in North Africa, I'm sorry, North America provided raw materials, Uh, English provided, England provided finished products for them, Uh, and the west coast of Africa provided slaves. Um, You'll notice that there are are three areas included here, England, North America, and Africa. Uh, That's why the system becomes known as triangular trade. Uh, During this time, uh, the colonies were growing and succeeding. Matter of fact, they're they're doubling in size and population uh, every 10 years. Um, But England's suffering its own issues and its own problems uh, in the late 1600s. They're having some big problems at home. There's a glorious revolution that will take place. Uh, That term, you know, revolution is always one that is interesting because uh, folks tend to think of uh, bloodshed uh, and violence. The glorious revolution, though, uh, is called the glorious revolution because there is no bloodshed. Parliament will take the uh, Magna Carta. Uh, that was established long before this, I believe it was 1210. Uh, and Parliament used a power that it had under the Magna Carta to remove a king from power. Uh, king James II, uh, Parliament felt, was abusing his power, raising taxes on the nobles too much. So they remove, they basically banish him and tell him if he comes back, uh, he will be killed, uh, which leaves England without a king or a queen. So they asked King William and Queen Mary, who are the leaders of the Netherlands, to rule over England uh, as well as the Netherlands. Uh, Queen Mary of the Netherlands was a relative of King James, so there was some bloodline there. Uh, but there was real concern in England that William and Mary could really abuse their power, um, maybe even more so than King James II. So William and Mary were asked to sign the English Bill of Rights, which guaranteed such rights as freedom of religion and freedom of speech, and will um, will really lead to some, some of those rights being included uh, in documents the colonists will write later on once they're talking about independence, but that is not even on the table at this point. Uh, the colonists are very successful uh, they're very happy being English subjects. Um, and I'd like to point out you know throughout this problem with the, the glorious revolution in England having all these issues in England, the colonists have really benefited they've they've uh, they've grown they're they're succeeding economically, they're succeeding politically. Uh, and they've gotten used to taking care of themselves, uh, and and this is a, the the period where the 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 colonists kind of get used to liking taking care of themselves. Uh, this time period in in historical circles is is known as salutary neglect, uh, meaning that England is neglecting its colonies not because it doesn't like them, but they they just they get distracted by the problems that they're having at home. So the colonists are going to get used to uh, taking care of themselves. They're happy with that. And later on, uh, when England uh, is going to try and reassert its control over the colonies, uh, that will not go well. Um, and, and let's face it, if, if you've been taking care of yourself for a while and you're doing well, uh, you would not feel uh, when someone kind of cracks the whip on you or tries to, to step in and say, this is what you're going to do and this is what you're not going to do. That doesn't go over well either. So. Um, We will be, uh, the next podcast will be the Road to Revolution. Uh, Mr. DeMuro will be picking up with that. uh, And that will really kind of outline, you know, what happens. How did things go south between uh, the colonists and uh, the English government? Um, So if you, you know, if you have any questions or you have any topics you want us to cover, uh, make sure you email us at hollyhistory65 at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at hollyhistory. Uh, Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud. We have uh, tons of things going in, all sorts of different shorts to help you review, all sorts of different topics. Uh, We also have some uh, older episodes uh, with uh, members of the department talking about a whole bunch of different issues and questions that students had. So uh, this is Mr. Crispin signing off. Uh, We'll see you soon.